Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello, and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 309. This is the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give all the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a free Alliance camo cap. If you haven't seen that, check out uh, Moving Iron Podcast 307 with the f- folks from Axon. And Paige Seek is wearing that that hat there. So she's a, a fashion motel. There you go. You know, she's top notch clothing model. So check her out. It's on there on 307. Anyone that wants that, send an email to Moving Iron or not. Well, send an email to marketingaxontire.com. And if you want the other free gifts they're giving away, send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. And they will give $50 off the registration to the first 150 people that sign up for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th, 2023. Fantastical. It's never too late to start planning, is what I always say. Yeah. Okay. You see, I'm going with that. Yeah, nice. kind of. Right kinda. on. So, if you're interested in doing that, send an email to marketing at axontire.com for the Alliance baseball cap and send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast if you want to save money. There you go. Right on. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800 657 4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy ag equipment, from a dealer, auction, or private party, AgDirect can finance it. You can even um, you can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Right on. TractorZoom has been delivering, I'm sorry, TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and optimal pricing insights. This podcast is also brought to you by Envil AppWorks, the Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management as an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work today. All right. Bam. So. <laughs> I got my good friend, 
double A Ron on here with us, uh, talking about, you know, all the stuff happening in the marketplace and there's a fair amount of stuff happening, but we could talk about the same things we always talk about, which is what's happening in the auction market, what's going on with various significant lines of equipment and those kind of things, so on and so forth. But I think what we need to talk about more than anything, obviously, is a lot of lines of delineation and uh, washout cycle. <laughs> we don't need to talk about any of that. But one one of the things that was beautiful. That was nice. Well timed. I think I think one of the things that we need to talk about primarily here more than anything is what we see happening in the overall marketplace. And I think there are starting to see some pockets of area of the United States where all things aren't all the same. And not good, bad, or otherwise. We're just seeing some other things kind of pop up, move around. And if you want to take a look at what's happening, if you take, well, let's use the Southeast, for example. So Aaron and I both have plenty of people that we talk to every day about on stuff that's going on. And if you look at what's happening in the Southeast, it seems like there is more tractor population, I would say, than oh, yeah. you'd see other places in the world. Right? There's a lot more fleet action. Right. Yeah. You get a lot more guys out there that are doing that do cotton that require a hell of a lot more tractors to make that thing work than, than what you see anywhere else. That being said, they are starting to see, they I don't, there's some concern with some of the people I've talked with a little bit that there may be too many tractors right now and they don't know what they're going to do with that next generation trade. Um, but you move, you start going West and you get to like the Ohio river Valley, um, the middle Tennessee river Valley, you start looking at um, the Mississippi Delta in that area. And you don't see that same issue. No, right? it's like the, the Georgia, Alabama's Florida's the North, South Carolina have pretty much the SEC, the, the Eastern side of the SEC. Right. So if you start looking at it from that perspective, then you start moving forward, then you get to where we're at out here in the high plains. And, you know, if we had the tractors on the lot that, that they had in the southeast, we very likely would have people interested in buying those. Well, it it depends. You mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times what you have in those fleet situations like that, specifically in peanuts, cotton, that kind of stuff, <clears throat> you have smaller magnums, smaller eight R's, very low spec. Now, true, yeah, you're not you don't t- have the big t- ones, yeah. right? Yeah. T- typically. When they, you know, when when those dealers that have a lot of those fleet type situations, they don't have trouble getting rid of three seventies, four hundreds. You know, sure. the the over three hundred crowd all leaves, right? And they even have some of those that aren't all the, you know, they're not I state spec, if right. you will. Yeah. So they're, I, they're you know, sure. but out here, just just. To prove your point, out here, that base spec thing would still sell. Sure. It's still going somewhere. It, it It's not going to be a, well, what are we going to do with these? Yeah, because be, that's what would be available. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a tractor. No, that's what. And I think that's the, the key to that scenario that we have right now is that we're, we're seeing in the and Southeast it, that it's a lot of the same thing. Right. And it's kind of that, you know, what we were talking about. A podcast or two back, you know, kind of the, the, for lack of a better word, the turds are still the turds in word. the marketplace. Word. Um, not, not that those 
are that, but they're not, they're not, they're not part of the insanity group. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're not yeah. signature edition. Like, yeah. oh, this tractor new was 500 and it brought 750 because it's there mm-hmm. today. You know, so I, I think that, I think that has a big play on that. They both, both of those issues play off each other. And that's where you get, even in a super hot market, that's where you get a little bit of, oh, we better take a look at these kind of deal. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think if you look at, and, but then you continue to go even further west than us and you get into the, to the mountain states, you start looking at the, the extreme west coast, the intermountain west. Yeah, <laughs> you start looking at you get down, you know, into the high value crop areas of of Arizona and, and Southern California and all that. They're even worse off than we are when it comes to to inventory. Yeah, because then then you really start looking at niche machines, high clearance machines, and you start looking at you know various different kinds of combine situation. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different stuff that comes into that. When you look at our area specifically, um, I don't think you bring a whole bunch of 250 to 285 horsepower tractors here, and then you have a bunch of people that are, I'll take one. Yep, I'll take one. With the exception of that is guys that are looking maybe to update a feedlot operation type right, tractor. Right. That's where a lot of those tractors that, that leave and go to a, a farm operation – when they come back used with five or six or seven hundred thousand hours on them, whatever it is, they typically end up in a in a more feedlot centric yeah and, area. And quite honestly, we've through the years have bought tons of those for mm-hmm. the feedlots for the yeah. dairies because we don't produce that speck of tractor ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know the the owner operator which is typically where that smaller the under 300 goes right he wants all the stuff on it because he's driving it sure you know what i mean yep when you get into even in our in the in the high plains the midwest you get into the the multi-units the fleets and even in that realm you're if there are little ones they're fancy sure so the the dairy the feedlot doesn't want that tractor but they do. They don't want to pay for it, and they don't want to babysit all this stuff that's gonna go wrong, right? Yeah. When it's covered in manure, right? So, I mean, that's we just to just to piggyback on what you were saying there. That's we have participated in that. Take that tractor there, move it here, and it's perfect, right? And you know, that's that's somewhere where those cotton peanut, you know, kind of tractors they end up in veggie country once in a while too. Sure. You know, so the, the cool thing is once you, yeah. And the, in the North, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, all that, you got potatoes there, but once you get to the high plains and West, you know, you got, you got more, more potatoes, more sugar beets, more, so much more diversification. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, sugar beets, case in point. That's that's a high tractor number market because sure. there's a lot of steps. Yep. You know, potatoes, insane. Yep. Lots of tractors. Now, I think that's one thing where the uh the equipment people when they're looking at what's going on, the further west you go and you get you start getting west of the uh, Mississippi River, 
And as you start getting past, uh, like I-29, get past the Missouri River, yeah. and you start moving west past that, the soil conditions change, the amount of water that you get changes. All these things start to change that dramatically, dramatically affect the co- growing of cotton soybean or cotton soybean, corn soybeans, right? So, well, you get, you get <clears throat> case in point, you get too far west of 29 and there aren't any soybeans. Right. Yeah. And there you get, you know, you get yeah. some in North Dakota, sure. but yeah. you get, you know, Western Nebraska, Western Dakotas. There's not. You re- you run out of soybeans when you hit mountain time zone. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. But you start looking at the diversification in the in those field in those areas, right? right? Now, I'm not saying there's not multiple crops getting grown in Georgia. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, you grow corn and cotton and peanuts and you know whatever uh, sweet potato. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, right? all kinds of stuff tons, that you're growing. Tons of stuff. What I was saying is that the common. Uh, the common number of crops that a farmer grows in the areas that we live in is, I mean, you got guys that'll do, they do alfalfa, some pivots of alfalfa. They'll have uh, cattle. They'll have corn, edible beans, sugar beets. You'll see, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And there's all kinds of stuff. I chick, you name it, you know, there's all kinds of things. And each one of those crops, I mean, obviously uh, they have a, same, you know, they have planter, you know, tractor, you got a combine, you got whatever it is that you're using to harvest. But it just seems like the need for multi-level horsepower tractors is is more abundant here west than you see some other places. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll have a you have a place in the farm for a a, a six hundred power horse uh, four wheel drive. Yeah, you'll have a three hundred horsepower real crop. You might have a a 250 horsepower tractor using a row crop situation or a, that's know, also a loader tractor. That's also a loader tractor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you start looking at that. So that the diversification of equipment that you start seeing out here, just because of the needs that the, that you see out here for guys to make a living farming is, is different than what it is in other places. Right. You have so many different things that you have going. Oh, absolutely. You know? So I think that that, that need for the diversification of equipment, horsepower, um, I mean, just whatever it is. I mean, bigger isn't always better, you know. So there's a lot of things where you might see, you know, your tillage piece. That's your primary tillage piece might be 35 foot wide, but you have some secondary tillage pieces that might be, you know, whatever 50 feet wide, 60. You know, depending on what it is, you know. So there's there's some situations there. And again, not that there's not diversification east of here, because there is plenty of diversification. But it, that diversification tends to evolve around corn, soybeans, cattle, and hogs. Right. Cattles. That's cattles. That's yeah. Plural, right? Well, you know, sometimes you have cattle. It's the cattles. It is. It's the cattles. <laughs> I'm going to go out and feed my cattles here. Uh, so anyway, but that's that's the four things that that typically yeah. revolves around. And it's not, you know, here it's cattle. It's and then about well, you crops. you could you could even drill that down into <clears throat> just corn and soybeans because the amount of cattle to the east is yes, there's there's plenty there and lots of ice state guys feed, but they're far far lower numbers that way than the high plains west, right? And that being the case, there there's hogs all over, sure, but that that's where your corn and soybeans takes over. I mean, right. that's that's a 
feed right off of that. So if you're if your corn and soybeans aren't going anywhere market wise, the piggies probably aren't eating when you get to that direct, you know, correlation. Sure. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a, I think yeah. So you start looking at where things are at. So now long story short is here, we're seeing a buildup of tractors in, in the southeast and we're starting to see that slowly take take uh, you know tick across the United States. Um and even in Canada, we're starting to see some of that too. So when you're looking at um, but here's 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 an argument being okay. being the used get rid of this guy. Is there really a problem or is there just a problem with the ridiculous pricing levels we're at right now? Well, I mean that's the same argument. That's it. That's um it's a timeless argument. You know what I mean? The argument, I mean, the same guy was saying the same thing. I can't believe I'm paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a used tractor. No, I and I don't mean it that way. I mean like You mean like the narrowing of the customer base? No, 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 no. I'm talking about we got too many tractors. Well sharpen your pencil a little bit and you won't. That's what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, yeah, to some some extent. The I think one of the bigger issues that we see with equipment piling up or whatever you want to call it is simply simply that the front end of the washout cycle is just crammed full one and two-year-old machines that's what's coming in right now right there's not that and you got to go find the three to five-year-old stuff you gotta go find the the you know whatever the the six to ten-year-old stuff you gotta go find the, you know yeah the the three to five that's the that's the sweet spot right and so if you can get to that three to five stuff. you know get to three to five year old stuff you've got to have you got to have a, a good amount of um stuff out there for you know the overarching stuff that you see on the uh washout side i mean right if you saw on one side it's no different we've seen in the past difference here is we don't have the backflow the stuff coming in so to answer your question probably some of the st- issues that we're seeing with some of the stuff might be that but I think a lot of it too is I think a lot of it too has to do with the time of year. I think that has something to do with it. We've got guys that are looking at how, what's the what's my year end look like? Yeah. So everyone's pretty well done with harvest right now. And I'm pretty well like I got seven days to go or I've got you know right. They know where they're at. Right. They pretty well know what they've got. So now they're going to start having those conversations about, hey, this is where I'm looking at, stuff put together, go hit up the accountant. And then all of a sudden, you have the same conversation every year. Oh, man, stuff's kind of slow moving, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, takes off and runs, right? We got we have, what, 60 days here? Well, well no, I guess we don't have that much. We no, got we 45 don't. days, pretty much, because what's today? Today is the 27th. Today's the 22nd. So you got, we got like 40, yeah, yeah, 40 days. About 40 days, 40 days to go. So Which means 30 mm-hmm. days. Right. Don't shit yourself. So, I mean, but a lot of that stuff too is what's driving some of the stuff more than anything is just what's available. Right. And, and a lot of stuff's just not available right now. Yeah. So I think if you're looking at that stuff, then you start looking at combines, you start looking at all these other stuff, forge harvesters, you start looking at those kind of things. Um, I mean, the combine, the volume of combines right now is about a third of what it was a year ago, right? The number of combines on the marketplace. Um still a lot of combines but 
that goes back to that same thing I just said earlier. Yeah, there might be whatever four or five thousand commons on the market, but probably twenty five hundred of those are actually available. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. And I think, and I think that's what we run into more than anything when we're, when we're talking about this is that there might be a perception that there could be a lot of stuff in the place and their and and their inventory and there could that could very well be there, but what's actually available for sale to someone to take home today is it's not necessarily true. I mean, you look at, did you look at our website? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it looks like we got a bunch of stuff, but I mean, yeah. not all that stuff's available. So, Go drive by the lot, you know. <laughs> so I mean, that's just a whole other, a whole other thing that we're seeing, and I think that will continue through. Um, what's happening there, and that, you know, interest rates are going to play a big role in what we see happening, and that's going to play a bigger effect on a lot of things, especially oh, yeah, big looking, time. Start looking at, you know. Start doing like you know lines of credit renewals and those kind of things for twenty three. You know, it uh, used to be when you're selling a combine, the first question was, "What kind of shapes it in?" Right now, it's, "What's the interest rate?" Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's going to continue to be a, an issue in the twenty three. So, I don't know. It's so hard to to pinpoint what's the actual state of the union when you don't see. You you don't have all the data. You see all the data, but you don't know the impact of that is because right. not all of it's in flux yet. You can't truly tell what state the union is in. That's no pun intended there. So <clears throat> I think that's the big picture of this whole thing is that there is going to be there is a wave. Oh, wave is probably not the right word. There's going to be a an influx of of used inventory. I think that first quarter of 23 and we're going to see that grow like you like you think you would normally see it grow through march and then we'll start seeing some things happen based around what goes on into the overarching models of of uh of the uh equipment marketplace so gotcha all right on man so one thing we used to do a lot but we haven't done for a while is the aaron fennel deal of the week Anything out there that you're Ooh. that you're pimping right now? Lots of combines. Okay. Combines and choppers. Combines and choppers. I got a R45 sprayer. An R45 sprayer? R4045 okay. sprayer. As soon as I one. said that, I was like, wait, that's not enough numbers. That's a new one. Yeah, that'd be like a four. It's four and a half foot boom. Yeah. 45 stands for. Yeah. It's autonomous. <laughs> But it's a it's a nice sprayer. It's on Twitter. You can catch it out there. Uh, lots of combines on Twitter. Choppers on there. Um, couple planners here and there. So uh, the the Twitterverse has been fairly active yet again. Right. Had to had to blow on it like a Nintendo game back in the day to get it to work again. Right. It's like I right. don't know how to do this. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> uh, so where do they find that stuff on the Twitterverse? Well, you can reach me on Twitter at Aaron Fintel. Um, also on Facebook, you can reach me there. Call me, text me, 308-760-1193. You find them on, on the LinkedIn as well. Yes, the LinkedIn. Correct. Yep. I always say if you're going to be linked, you might as well be linked. Whether you're in or out, you're linked. That's right. Yep. You can always you can always find a cool way to do this. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties here at the video, so we're just gonna let it ride. There you go. You can find me. I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. 
You can go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and you can find the video version of this, which is questionable right now, at Moving Iron at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. It's what's called super. I mean, I, I mean, I've been creative about a lot of things in my life. That was probably my best work. Well, you knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah. yeah so check that one out there. Um, go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related. And you can find all the information out there about anything you want to find that is Moving Iron related at movingironllc.com. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with my boy, Aaron Fintel. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Smooth smart. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century.